Welcome to another episode of the Unified CXM Experience. As always, I am Grad Khan, your host, CXO, Chief Experience Officer at Sprinkler, an NYSE-listed company under the ticker symbol CXM. All right, so I want to talk about customer experience from the standpoint of it doesn't always need to be super fancy or super hard. So I'm going to talk about dollar stores and Walmart. And, you know, for in both cases, they're, they're categories I've not had a ton of experience with prior to moving to the U.S. Even after I moved to the U.S., it's, it was not sort of part of the way that I shopped or lived. It's only recently, maybe in the last year or two, that dollar stores have sort of entered my life, maybe in the last year, actually. And then Walmart is very recent, and I'll talk a little bit about why there as well. I think you all know what dollar stores and Walmart are. I'm, I'm going to sort of make an assumption, although maybe in some countries you may not know what, what they are. And just for the benefit of those folks, I'm going to spend a moment on what dollar stores are and a moment on what Walmart is. So uh, dollar stores are actually one of the fastest growing and most successful segments of the U.S. retail industry, which I, I'm not sure I really knew that. And uh, these are, you know, stores that sell inexpensive items. Uh, they're price point driven retailers. And in many cases, they sell at a single price. I'll have a very funny story about that in a second. Um, there are over $34,000 stores across the United States. And two of the bigger players are called Dollar General uh, and Dollar Tree. And they are featured in the rankings of the leading American retailers. It's a very successful strategy. So I went into my first dollar store probably, oh, maybe January of this year. And I was, uh, I'd moved to Florida and there was a dollar tree nearby. And my lovely fiance, Rachel, is a huge dollar store fan. And she talks about them all the time. And so I was like, oh, okay, you know, dollar store, whatever. And I, I had a sort of a loose understanding of what the dollar store was. But, I, I, you know, it just seemed like a place for a lot of cheap stuff to be. And I didn't have the need to buy a lot of cheap stuff. And I didn't see why we would need to go in there. And Rachel kept saying, oh, we got to go in. We got to go in. You got to try this out. You're going to love this. You got to check this out. You got to check this out. And finally, we go into uh, Dollar Tree. And, and so we walked in and I was like, okay, well, it just looks like, um, I don't know, mid seventies byway, you know, <laughs> if you're Canadian, you'll know what I'm talking about. Or maybe, maybe a mid seventies Kmart or a mid eighties byway. That's probably the way I would describe it. And, you know, it's like, you know, not crazy attractive and the cashiers seem to be behind glass and, uh, the, uh, shopping carts all had little sticks on them. So they couldn't get lost in the store and it was like you fairly utilitarian and I'm like uh, I don't know I mean looked okay and I'm walking around and I see a it was kind of Easter was coming and so I saw an Easter item and I said to a clerk I said can you just help me for a second she said sure I said how much how much is that basket she looked at me kind of quick and she said um it's a dollar I said, okay, great. Well, interesting. Exactly the same price as the name of the store. And so uh, I walked around a little bit more and I saw something else. It was pretty cool. And I said, how much is that item? And the next clerk sort of looked at me with a bit of a weird look on their face. And they said, it's a dollar. And I was like, well, how about this item over here? 
And she looks at me and goes, a dollar. <laughs> and I said, and this here? And she's like, starts speaking really slowly because she, she obviously has concluded there's something deeply wrong with me. She goes, a dollar? <laughs> and I went, wait a second. I said, is everything in here a dollar? And she's like, yeah, it's a dollar store. Now, you know, forgive me, but like, I kind of felt like dollar store was like a communication of the value or that some things were a dollar, but some things would be more than a dollar or I don't know. I, I didn't, I didn't get that everything in the store was a dollar. Uh, it's interesting how that changed things. Suddenly I was like, wow, all this stuff's a dollar. And you know, when it's a dollar, it just doesn't seem like that big a deal. Like I buy this, not like it, throw it out. It's just a buck. And next thing you know, I'd filled a shopping cart with stuff that I didn't know I needed, but I did need. And they were all items were a dollar. There's no sales. They don't have half price. It's just a dollar all the time. And, you know, checked out through a fairly utilitarian uh, checkout function, dumped the stuff in the car, went home. All of it worked great. Um, a lot of pool stuff, things for the outside, worked fantastic. And I thought to myself, wow, that was a really great experience. And it wasn't a lot of frou-frou and a lot of bells and whistles and didn't have a lot of, there's no online experience to go along with it. Uh, there were no touch screens in the store. That was very, very utilitarian. It was very throwback. And I was like, why was that so much fun? Why did I get so much joy out of that experience? And that price point, that dollar price point, has a freeing component to your decision-making. And the sort of decision-making you have to go through in a normal store, do I want to pay this much? Is it a good deal? Do I feel like I could get a better deal somewhere else? There's a very interesting statistic that about 80% of shopping carts are abandoned when the person checking out sees that there's a field for a coupon. And what happens is they try to find a coupon. They see the field, coupon here. They don't fill it in because they don't have one, but they assume there is one because there's a field. And so they then go on a search and they may or may not find it and they often abandon their carts. And that's a very interesting human insight, which is I'm perfectly happy to buy this item. In fact, I was checking out. I was actually getting ready to buy it at full price or whatever price it was. And just the mere suggestion that somebody else is getting a better deal makes me no longer need or want the item anymore. Hmm. The dollar stores, same idea, different way of thinking about it, which is there's no sale. There's no better price. It's a dollar or dollar or oh, it's a dollar, whatever expression people would want to use. And you're freed from the constraints of looking for the deal. You're freed from those constraints of price comparison shopping. It's a very powerful idea. I don't wonder it's the fastest growing segment. The power of freeing people from the worry, from the post-purchase dissonance. I've got a, a good friend who, who bought something recently. It was $20 and you know, really worried about that $20 decision because it may not have been the best thing to buy and that 20 bucks just chewed away at her, chewed away at her, 20 bucks. 
something about the dollar store that makes it very compelling. I feel like there's probably room for a modern day five and dime, you know, $5 and $10, something like that. Um, but you remove that, it's pretty powerful. Very powerful experience because what they're doing is they're not trying to make experience something that you're you know, paying for. They're playing with the experience of the purchase and eliminating some of the worry of the purchase. And that there's a lesson there. And the lesson is that experience is not necessarily about spending more money. Experience is about how you land the entire choosing buying, paying experience in a way that people enjoy it more. All right, Walmart. So I've never been in a Walmart, not until very recently. Uh, some people may find that surprising. There weren't a ton of Walmarts in Canada. They, they'd started to roll in, but nowhere near me. Um, I've often lived in cities and pretty close to work, and I uh, often walk to work and fairly urban environments. So just just never had occasion to go to a Walmart. So I finally went to a Walmart. Why did I go? I went to the Walmart because that's where they had my vaccine. So I got my first vaccine appointment at a Walmart. And I will say the first appointment was amazing. I walked in. There was no line. I was processed and had my shot in minutes and sat for a few to make sure that I was going to be okay. And then we left. What was kind of funny is that, um, you know, Rachel said, how much time do we have? And I said, I have to wait for 15 minutes to make sure my, you know, my, my head doesn't melt or something like that. And she said, great, I'll be right back. And so she did some version of, you know, sort of shopping spree where she went zipping into that store and in 15 minutes managed to fill the cart. Uh, it was great and got a whole bunch of stuff that she couldn't normally buy at Walmart. And then uh, we checked out. So that was a great deal for Walmart because they served the vaccine to me and I bought a bunch of stuff. Went back the second time to get my second vaccine. I was on the Moderna and I uh, wasn't quite as coordinated. Things were a bit busier. Took a couple hours, but I live streamed that shot uh, to the whole company. So people saw me getting my shot, which was kind of cool. And they were kind enough to let me do that. And then I had uh, my second vaccine shot. And what was interesting to me about Walmart and I'll try to use beginner's eyes on this to sort of, you know, create maybe some perspective. It was just how incredibly well organized the store was from the standpoint of wayfinding. If you look up, all these great, huge, monstrous signs are in the ceiling, and they show you where things are and what departments are where. It's actually a very small store in a way, although the square footage was extraordinary, but it's a small store because the size of these overhead signs is so significant that you, you just, you know where everything is and you can look around really quickly and it was very easy to find my way. So it was really a great experience. Like I was blown away by how easy it was to shop and find things in Walmart got what we needed, a very efficient process with the vaccines, and out we went. And again, it struck me that they've delivered a good experience, but again, they didn't spend a ton of money. What they did is they put some thought into the finding experience, right? So dollar stores, I think, are optimizing on the checkout experience, reduced price dissonance. What Walmart's doing is on the finding experience, they make it very easy to find things. You can go around and get whatever you need in the store, fairly quickly. I thought that was a very interesting insight as well. People are basically looking at all these different stages. And I would say that the dollar store did a very poor job of finding 
partly because I think the inventory is changing all the time. So you just have to kind of randomly go through the aisles. But finding was terrible at the dollar store. Checkout was easy. At Walmart, checkout was fine. Nothing special one way or the other. There was still that dissonance of, am I getting the best prices here? I think I am, but am I? Um, but the finding was really fantastic. So uh, interesting ways of thinking about the experience. What I encourage you to do is break down your experience. Break it down into how easy it is to find the thing that I'm buying. How easy is it to gather it? You know, put it in the cart or, you know, kind of put my hands on it one way or the other. Um, what is the post-purchase dissonance management system like? Uh, how am I going to check out and pay? And what's it like to get back into my vehicle or transportation and move it back to the house? And thinking that through from end to end is, I think, a very powerful idea for retailers. If you heard me talk about B&H Photo Video Audio the other day, they have done, I think, amazing job on the middle part of the process. Right, so the, the findings like, okay, you have to talk to a person. Uh, the checkout is, is fine. You're standing there with a credit card, usual. But the process of putting everything together into a single order, putting on that little conveyor belt, and then moving it to the checkout, very cool. Very cool. So all sorts of different ways of managing this, but they're all looking at different parts of the journey. So think about that when you think about experience. Don't think about, you know, I've got to spend more money or I've got to do things, you know, um, that are, you know, fancy. What you really have to think about is how am I making the end-to-end -end experience easier for my customers and how will that ease translate into loyalty and ongoing usage. For the Unified CXM Experience, I'm Grad Khan, and I'll see you next time.